Any views, thoughts, or opinions expressed on the Rejuvenating Health podcast are solely that of the speakers and are intended as such. Please contact your trusted medical practitioner for medical advice. Let's go, girls. Hey, ladies. Welcome back to the Rejuvenating Health podcast. I'm Shauna, and I'm here with women's health nurse practitioner, Lindsay Van Schoik. And today on the show, we have Eric and Jenny Patton, and they are relationship coaches and co-founders of the Inspired Change Collective. So we're excited to have you guys on today. They're also like way high in lifted coaches, level three. Thank you for having yes. us. Level three. Oh, yeah. Um, mindset. yeah. We've been around the block a couple times. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's been actually really cool uh, thinking about that process is like the time and dedication and over the course of a year-long mentorship when you put them all back to back. And then it's been three years since we've been in the Enlifted community. And so that's a lot of time thinking about our thinking. Yeah, a lot of reps. Yeah. Right, for sure. Yeah, now do you guys travel? Because Jenny, I remember you were on um, with Mark when I took my Enlifted course and I noticed that you, so do you guys travel? Did you renovate your little... Is it a van? We did. So yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got we're in our van right now. I love it. And mm-hmm, we did some some little sprucing yeah. up, some upgrades, and uh, made it more homey. We're currently outside of New Hampshire. What city? We're in New Hampshire, just outside of Portsmouth. Yeah, that's neat. And so, you guys, do you just travel around, or how do you pick where you're going to go? How long do you stay somewhere? It varies. It varies depending on which places we like. And don't like too. <laughs> and um, yeah, we we really wanted simple. to get out to Maine, and so yeah, it's been it's been incredible. We're coming up on a year now, being in the van, and um, it's been a lot of fun. We've been yeah. from coast to coast now twice. Mm-hmm. Um, this last time we went corner to corner, yeah. and so um, it's been yeah. incredible. And communication's been a big a big part of why we can do it. <laughs> is communicating with each other and, yeah. and actually enjoying being in each other's company. Yeah, I was going to say, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah. love my husband, but we would have to have some really good communication to be in that type space with someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's been the funniest thing was, uh, you know, people that we get to encounter and have these little, you know, short interactions with at the different places that we see. And then when they learn about what we're doing and they're like, oh, you guys must really like each other. Like, that's a weird thing, right? Yeah, yeah we yeah. do, yeah. kind of. Like, yeah. we're, we're the weird ones, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. But I think a lot of people in relationships, like, we're so involved with our kids and our families and our jobs, and we forget what it's like to just be with your significant other. And that takes a lot of communication. And so that's kind of what we wanted to dive in today is um, we've had mm-hmm. Mark come on and talk about victim mentality. And we had Kimberly come on and talk about imposter syndrome. But a lot of ladies struggle with just communicating with their spouses just in life in general, but especially about their health journey and what their goals are and not feeling supportive, um, whether it's taking the initiative to start a new journey or they're in the journey of being healthy. It's hard sometimes. Definitely. You know, one thing just right off the bat, when we first uh, were reading your your description of the podcast and what you guys talk about, right away, I reflected on our own journey. We have been dated, dating since 2006. 
we were in high school and the um, journey of two, you know, uh, I was a senior in high school. He's a junior. And uh, we were just exiting our high school athlete days and we stopped Mm -hmm. the athlete part, but we, uh, as far as the movement goes, but we kept up with the hunger levels that the athlete uh, gave yeah, us. Right. And and we definitely had a lot of fun eating. I was just, I literally thinking about it, I had a whole flashback of like the smorgasbord of things that we used to just like grub down on and, and have so much fun together too. Yeah, we did. We did. We had, uh, I would say, some habits that right now I would say... Or weren't so healthy, but we were, you know, we were just kids and yeah. figuring things out. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. we like to say, both of us like to say that we've fallen in love with numerous versions of each other. Because as we've grown individually, yeah. then we can also find out new things about, I can find new things about her as she finds out more things about herself. And then I grow. So then she's meeting a new me and I'm meeting a new her all the time. So I think one of the first things um, that I can say that I notice with a lot of couples we work with is that people make the assumption because they've been in a relationship for a while that they know everything about their partner and they're not leaving space for the fact that Mm -hmm. we're constantly changing, constantly growing. So if you're not asking new questions and being inquisitive about what your partner's growth is like, then it's really hard to even express what your growth is like if if you're feeling like it's stagnating, you know? And so the first thing I I like to say is be inquisitive. Yeah. Be curious, care to know about your person and what is going on. And on the other end of that, recognize that as much as we would like to hope so, they're not mind readers. <laughs> you know, like uh-huh. I, ha- it, it's up to me to be able to express what it is that I want, what it is that I need. And, you know, once we got into our our like I'd say groove of like adult adulting um, and figuring things out as you know whatever that means at that journey of our lives um, you know we're going to school his studies and background um, at the time were in psychology mine were in exercise science and then I just like totally got opened up to this whole new world of CrossFit nutrition paleo all of the things right weightlifting and all like being able to explore. Mm-hmm all of the things that started to excite me in a really cool way. And I wanted him to be all as excited as, as I was and like want to do all of the things with me. But I didn't actually express that. It was more just like, hey, come do this thing with me. Do you even remember how I invited you? No, you were just like, hey, do you want to come work out? And what, okay, so the background to this is that I played (laughs) soccer a lot. So, so for me doing CrossFit was like, I wasn't in the type of shape that I wanted to be in to play soccer and be good at soccer. And I felt a lot like heavier in my body. Mm -hmm. I felt like I couldn't move as quick. And like, so I enjoyed doing CrossFit. I played, I played football in high school and the coaches that, uh, were, were all from Southern California. And so like they knew about CrossFit back before CrossFit even was called CrossFit. And so I was doing it from the time I was Mm -hmm. like 15. And so for me, it wasn't as fun as it was for her learning something new. And it was like, Oh, I get why you like it, but 
it's not really helping me. And so we, there was, we just weren't being honest with each other about like, you really like this. You can really enjoy this on your own. I'm going to really enjoy this thing that I yeah. like to do on my own. And we're going to, we're going to be mm-hmm. fine. Uh-huh. It's cool. It's fine. It's actually a really good thing. Yeah. I would say to have something separate that you both like right. and that you can uh, express how you like to be with the other person. And mm-hmm. and then also honoring that we like have different wants, needs and likes mm-hmm. and preferences. Yeah, that was a big thing for me, recognizing right. there was a little bit of, I'd say even resentment at times of like, oh, why doesn't he want to go work out with me? Or why doesn't he want to do this thing that I really want to do? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, well, he does it, but he does it differently. He would spend hours at the local uh indoor (laughs) soccer soccer place and then i'd spent hours at the gym at one point you know and so it was just it was both Mm -hmm. of our things but at the time the mindset aspect was not there to acknowledge we're doing our own thing individually and that's good that's a good thing Yeah. yeah 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 so how did you then communicate that like how did you end up communicating to him and getting to that place where you guys could have that communication? Well, I'd say that as we got older and we really got into learning more about, okay, this is just the thing that you're really passionate about and this is what I am. um, There was also this point where, well, COVID happened and we weren't able to access Mm -hmm. the gym, you know, uh, as, as well. And so we actually built a home gym and, um, in there we would have certain times that I actually finally said, I really enjoy working out with you. Um, and I get that we don't have to do it all the time, but can we commit to say one or two days a week together? And that's how it started. It, once we Mm -hmm. were like actually going into and like, you know, I was able to express that aspect. Um, and we were, uh, yeah, we were able to, to have those, those moments together and also recognize that it, that I got to do the parts that lit me up in the gym and outside of the gym. And it, it grew from there. Yeah, definitely. So, COVID was a catalyst moment, but there were also moments before that were like a lot of pain and a lot of like not seeing eye to eye and a lot of, um, things left unsaid. So, um, one of the things when we teach people now communication skills, it's say what you want and, and exactly the way you want it. And you guys have done in lifted. So you guys know how this goes when you can speak in the affirmative and say exactly what you want. To me, oftentimes you get what you want mm. or some semblance of it. The problem yeah. is, is we throw in a lot of soft talk. It would be kind of sort of nice if maybe one day out of the week, you might want to go to the gym with me. Like what? And versus like, hey, I want you to, I, I enjoy working out with you. Can you find it? Like, would you be open to working out with me once a week, maybe twice a week? If that works out for you, this is where the like, maybe soft talk is okay if it's in that one. But if you're using 15 in a row to describe what you want. Like, it doesn't really seem like that's what you want from me. Yeah. We, so I, one of our clients today, I did a call with her and Mark's podcast came out yesterday. So she was talking about, we were talking about soft talk words and she's like, you know, when she signed up, she really wanted to stop her birth control, but she was just like petrified of it. And so we, I said on the podcast, if I told my patients, well, maybe you should probably quit smoking 
they're probably not going to do that. And she's like, Lindsay, if you would have told me, well, you should probably stop taking your birth control. She's like, I wouldn't have stopped taking it. But you were like, no, stop taking your birth control. You don't need it. Right. So that's just one example of it. But Mm. I think us as women, we have such a hard time communicating with our husbands and we expect them to be mind readers. I know a lot of times I don't, I don't do the consults anymore, but our sales reps will ask people, does your husband know you're feeling this way? And they're like, no, he has no idea. Mm. Well then how the heck do you expect him to be supportive of you investing in yourself in a program when he has no idea that you feel this way? Right. Absolutely. That's a big deal. And actually, I'm glad that you brought up the part of like that it took a lot of it. How, how did you describe it? The pain and, and like, yeah, pain and, yeah. Um, like and discomfort. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, because also on the other side of that is like, yeah, we did just jump from high school to like, you know, 2020. <laughs> There's a lot of life that happened right. in that time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> I mentioned out of high school, um, we you know, we played sports in high school, but then we stopped really altogether the movement aspect. And, and so there was a period of time where I felt so, uh, once I real, once everything caught up and I realized like, wait, I'm actually really uncomfortable in my body. I remember a point in time where he would tell me that I was beautiful and I just felt so not that. And there's the aspect of, he doesn't mm-hmm. mean that. Mm-hmm. Right. He doesn't mean that, but he did mean that. I just didn't accept it. I couldn't believe it because I didn't see it in myself. Right. And so there's that other aspect of like the mindset and the individual approach and recognizing where I'm creating conflict for us, but really because I have my own internal conflict. Right. And I'm uncomfortable with myself. And so instead of being able to receive his love, I was actually pushing it away at one point. You know, so there was definitely that aspect mm-hmm. of, you know, recognizing, I mean, now we have terms for it, conflict language, right? The negations, the projections, yeah. the soft talk, all that we were, that I was using in that time. And ultimately it took being able to face myself and say, what is it that I want? And then be able to express that. Yeah. So how, did that hurt your relationship at all? Yeah, we had we had plenty of moments where we were what I like to describe now, or we we both like to describe now, is like we were living life um, individually but separately, and like um, together but separately. Like we were still together, but like we were living life separately. We were doing we had like lives outside of each other, and we weren't really communicating with each other in terms of like what we really wanted and. Um, we definitely had a few, a few moments that were like, well, what do we want to do? And we had to really commit. And I'll say that's the first thing for anything, any type of change you, you want to make in life, it all starts with commitment. What do you want to commit to? And once you make a decision to commit, then you show up differently. And we had, we had a a heart to heart Mm -hmm. moment where we had to decide, listen, we either are going to lovingly let each other go. Or we're going to really do this and like really uh, dive deep and like dig in. And um, it was great. It was the best decision either one of us made. Yeah. And Um, I'd say in that process, being able to actually confront some of the issues that, you know, you guys going through level one, some of those really hurt, stuck and suck moments and recognizing how they're 
those moments that happened so long ago are actually impacting how I show up for myself and how I show up in my relationship. And being able to finally uh, recognize those, call them up, and then share that with him. Hey, this when you know when we're having certain situations, I start to shut down because of this, this, and that. And this is where I actually I, I need you to be there with me so that I can recognize my tendency before was to run. He was the one that wanted to talk more, yeah, and sure. I was like. Uh, get me out of here, you know? And it took a lot to, a lot of time, a lot of patience and recognizing, you know, we're in this together. But one of the things that we have really started to dive into and explore is the concept of us starts with you, right? We are two individual Mm -hmm. people, right? We are two individual people. And sometimes we can put so much pressure on the other person for the things that we want when we're not actually even being honest and upfront about what we want. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. And so many people have so much negative self-talk that it's really hard to, you you just put so much blame on the other person when it's really like yourself that you're so unhappy with. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I think it's easy too when you're in a when you're in relationships. It's easy to point the finger at someone else and say, "Well, you're doing this to me. Mm-hmm. This is all happening." Because you're, it's easy targets. If right? only he would start yeah. going to the gym with me. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, right. to be to be fair too, like this, I feel like there's a lot of a lot of um, men that could do could work with being more open themselves. And so one of the things I work with a lot of guys on is being able to receive and receive what's coming in, not as, not as a criticism or as you're doing something wrong, but simply we want to grow together and we want to expand this. And I think a lot of men will take that if they're not grounded in who they are grounded in their masculine and in their healthy masculine, then they struggle to receive. And then that just reinforces some of the beliefs we currently have around how men and women Uh, interact with each other and then that just makes you guys more shut down to us and not really want to talk to us then men tend to like stonewall more than women well they're just like fine it doesn't even matter and they just like put on a monotone really quickly that's what i noticed for a lot of guys and then that just goes in this perpetual Mm -hmm. circle instead of instead of being like i would say brave enough have some courage to like step up and say like, this is bothering me or, or what I like to tell a lot of the clients I work with is anger is an easy thing to go down. It's an easy road to express. Frustration is easy to express. Hurt, disappointment, sadness is way harder to express because you don't want to seem weak when you express those things. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it's actually the strongest thing you can do is express those things. Anybody can express anger. It doesn't take any sort of uh, control to express anger at all. You know, it takes a lot of control to say, I'm actually not angry at this. I'm actually really hurt right mm. now that this is, that this is happening. Yeah. And um, I think we could all use some help. So I personally, I enjoy talking to couples about how their uh, experiences have helped um, shape their view and their mindset. And then going in and like playing around with it, like, as you guys know, from, from doing and lift it is shifting the story and rewriting a creating a new narrative that's centered around what our shared vision is mm-hmm. right yeah 
I love how you said that like you guys are a couple, but you're both individuals because it's really hard to be in a happy relationship or marriage if you're not happy yourself, if you're not happy with yourself, if you're not Mm -hmm. um, being honest with yourself and you're not willing to change. It's going to be really hard to make that relationship change. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. They want their marriage to change and they want their relationship to change, but they want the other person to change or or one person in the relationship just isn't willing to to work on themselves or change. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. That happens a lot. I would say like one person really wants to make mm-hmm. a change and then the other person is like, nah, I don't know, maybe we can make a change, maybe we couldn't. I don't really feel like we need to. And uh, so I always like to say the best time to work on work on your relationship is when things are good. When things are all yeah. good, you're not running into any problems. That's the best time because then you can really examine things and there's no hurt feelings necessarily. That resentment that she talked about, it's not, it hasn't built up yet. So you talk about it when you're in a good place. Um, that doesn't mean obviously like you're screwed if you're in a bad place and you can't talk about stuff. It's just, it's you, it's a lot easier to talk about things. Yeah. When you're in a calm state rather than an emotional high or an emotional low, one or the other. Excited is just as bad as as um yeah. being frustrated about something. You know, you don't want to make but decisions from you, either one of those polarities. Yeah. What advice do you give for someone like the, the other person thinks everything's okay, but one person really wants to change, but the other person maybe is scared of that change or afraid the other person's going to change so much that it's not going to be the same. I think that is a fear that comes up a, mm. a ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say in a phrase, take the risk. Yeah. Take the risk. It's a risk because you're not sure when you speak up how this is going to change the dynamic. You're not sure if they're going to accept it. So then there's the rejection factor on a personal level of I'm not sure if I will be yep. accepted in this, right? And I think a lot of it is take the risk and say it uh, exactly the way you perceive it to be. Now, that's assuming that you know Wait, how you want it to change, right? Because that is the thing that I notice right. with people the most is they want to change, but they don't know what change they want. So then we're just running in circles, running in circles right there, which is, okay, let's be specific. What changes do you want to see and how can we measure those changes too? So saying, I want better communication. Okay, well, what does better communication look like to you? What's good? What's bad? How are we measuring this? So that way we can move forward and do more of those things. So I would say clarity, clarity, space and clarity, right? Like that's the biggest thing. Like, can you create some space? Can you create clarity and take the risk and be honest? Yeah, I'd say that when it comes to this, the aspect of thinking that the other person doesn't want what you want, if you, I would question, have you asked? Because sometimes it comes mm-hmm. from an assumption mm-hmm. that they don't want any change, right? And so, and with that, it's again, getting clear, getting clear on, well, what is it that I want? And also, can I come in and express that? Uh, when it comes to expression as well in its own, in its own topic is, do I feel safe enough to express this thing? You know, we talk about like speaking from, uh, like a level place, a place from when, when things are clear, um, recognizing how my, 
you know, my internal, let's call it my internal weather. Where am I currently at and how does that impact how I show up when we're having regular conversations and when things get into what's perceived conflict, right? What's my response to conflict? Am I immediately the person to shut down? Do I go into just straight up anger and like blowout? Um, usually the blowout aspect is not, it's not from a a one-time thing. It's that I've been holding on to and harboring a lot of things. And then it's like, oh, I'm just going to let them have it, you know, but recognizing that that doesn't happen unless we've been holding things back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's where the communication comes into play. So if someone, you know, how you guys decided, okay, we're going to make this work or we're not going to make this work. And you came to the conclusion that you were going to really try. So what are some of the first steps that people can take as a couple to make that communication a little bit better? Are there some like simple, easy steps at the beginning to kind of help people get into it? Or do you just like dive right in? Um, I would say be uh, setting up time to talk about it. Where if we continue to just say like, oh yeah, we'll get to it, right? Like when, mm-hmm. right? Getting clear. What, what do we say in right. Lifted? Put it on the calendar. Actually set yep. up a meeting and have this dedicated time to go through what is our, what is it that we're looking for in terms of right now we're talking about health. Well, how can I support you? How often are we having check-ins or how often do we need these check-ins to see Like, you know, is there any way that I can um, carry a little bit of your load? Oh, I see that you have this going on this week, right? Like letting the person in on what's happening, uh, which usually we keep up here, right? And so getting Mm -hmm. to be able to, again, go to that expression, that place of, of even if it starts with writing it down right? Sometimes writing it down uh, because if you think, oh, well, when I'm in, when I'm in the situation, um, I get too caught up and I might get anxious and I won't say everything that I want to say. Well, what if you take some time to actually reflect, write down all of the things that are really on your heart and then carry that in with you to say, here, these are the things that I want to express. And then we can go through, you know, and, and work through them together. Yeah, I would also say um, mm-hmm. in that same in that same vein is prioritizing things like what are we prioritizing? And so writing down one, what are the priorities first and foremost? And then is that where we want them to be? Right. And then what shifts need to be made? What I find uh, to be pretty common with people, and I've said it a couple times now, is the shared vision component of like, it's not just mo- most of the time. And this, we're even, even guilty of this ourselves as, is that, uh, I had an image in my mind of like where I wanted us to go. She had an image in her mind of where she wanted us to go. And we expressed some components of it, but not the full aspect of it. And it wasn't until we sat down and was like, okay, well, this is where I'm seeing the long, the longevity piece. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that when you, so when you think about, when you think about life in terms of like, well, I'm planning on doing this for the next 30 years. Like I want to be with you for the rest of my life. So 30, 40, 50 years, however long it is. But let's make the assumption when we go into this, that we didn't just want to get married. We wanted to, we didn't want to just have a wedding. We wanted to be married to each other. Right. Uh And so if we assume that, 
this is going to be a long thing, not a short thing. Okay. Then you approach it differently. You approach everything differently. And I, I think that that's a thing that I notice with people is, um, expectations is a thing is the people that have high expectations tend to meet those expectations most of the time. And even if they don't meet them, they get close to meeting them. So having high expectations of each other, listen, I want the best for you. I want you to be the best possible human being you can be in this time period, whatever that looks like for you. And I accept you the way you are now. And I also want to be like with you in terms of like, as you grow, I want to be there with you. In addition to that, I also want to be accepted as I am now. And there's things that I want to grow into and I would love your support. And if I'm not sharing this with her and I'm not letting her into how I'm seeing this, then we can't create a shared vision. It's just two individual ones. And this is where um, you can be too independent in a relationship. And there's a sweet spot there. We don't want Mm -hmm. codependency, obviously, but we don't want overly independent either. You want it in the middle where it's like, yeah, exactly. Well, we're doing this together and I have a role to play. You have a role to play. Whatever those roles look like, totally up to you guys. Make it, and they shift. And they change a lot. So much. And yeah, and that's the thing too, is I think people get caught up in, um, well, this is how we were at one point. So this is the way it has to always be. So being willing to pivot, And this is where the like meeting you where you are right now, right? Mm -hmm. So both of us have gone through intense, intense change. Uh, Really, we've always been going through change. And it's, it's a beautiful thing when it's like she cares enough about me and wants to know. So she's inquisitive about what I'm going through. And I care enough about her to be inquisitive about what she's going through. So that way we can continue to refine the vision. Then that makes your everyday communication really easy. It's like, are we are we in alignment with this that we created or that we want to create or not? Like one or the other. Yeah. And this is also where masculine feminine pops in as well a little bit, I think, is I'll I'll be in my best when I can say this is what I'm seeing for us, bigger picture. And I can't do this on my own. I don't want to do this on my own anyways. I want to do this. So like you're playing a big role. What do you want to do in this? Like this is just how I see it. And if we can, if we can mm-hmm. bounce off of each other, each other's ability to be in our our um, natural ways, whatever that looks like for us, then now we can create something that's indicative of what we both want. I know that was a long-winded answer. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean that's no, huge. That's like great. I think about my relationship with my husband, and we got married really young, and then we had kids, and we've been through career changes and our roles and. Um, like just where we're at in life have changed so much and I was dependent on him. And then now I'm like almost too independent, right? Where I just do my own thing a lot. And it, it's just, it's crazy that you do go through all of those things and that's normal of a relationship, but you're right. Like having open communication and sharing that same vision is the only way that you're going to stay together. And I know, um, like, so my husband works with, um, Angelo. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's been through Unlifted and, um, He's like a really good coach, but we, he, we have to do like, um, family vision and stuff like that. Um, so I think it's really good if like everyone does that as a family, you could do it with your, um, marriage, your family, just what's your guys' vision and how are you working towards that and how can you support one another and that, and it could be a career vision or a health vision or whatever, but I just see so many people's relationships where they're just not supportive of each of each other and it, it's sad. Yeah, it is. And then I think that the other person gets almost scared to share how they feel 
or, you know, they don't express how they feel or what they really want because they're fearful then of the reaction from their partner. Mm, Yeah. And, you know, coming from that fear-based approach, that can absolutely seep into so many different other areas and you can feel it even before you start talking. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a here's a communication thing that we teach people too, right? Um, when you're let's say let's say one partner's coming home from work, the other one's medium, and you're like uh, talking about let's say you had something at work that happened that's like bothering you. Okay. If you're the partner that's listening, okay, you can ask, "Do you need support? Do you need solutions? Or do you need space right now?" Okay. So support is yeah, like- you just want me to listen. You just want me to listen to you. That's it. And cool. I'm just going to nod my head and like, oh, yeah. Oh, man. They did that to you. <sighs> we got to do something about this now. I'm just going to like support everything, support. Do you want solutions? Okay. Now I'm putting on for us. This is putting on my coaching brain. This is me putting on my coaching brain now. Okay, cool. I'm going to put Eric, the husband to the side and be Eric, the coach right now. And we're going to go into solution mode and we're going to figure this out. And I'm going to ask questions. I might, I might like push a little bit harder in that realm than I would in the support realm. Space is really important too. Is this something we often don't take is like, I might need space right now. I might not want to talk about this at all. I might be bothered by something, but I don't really want to talk about it. And that's, that's something that's important too. Um, And if you can start a conversation with those things, then it's like, all right, cool. Now I know what to do. Now I know what you need. I know what you need right now. And I can show up from that place instead of guessing at it. I think a a lot of men are guilty at trying to go straight into solutions, straight into it. I I am just men because I remember I used to. Yeah, 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 I was going to say. Yeah, Yeah, but Um, we kind of have like some masculine energy. Yeah, we do. But like Matt will come home from the gym and yeah. He's like venting to me and I jump straight into solution and feel like I need to fix it. And he's like, yeah. And I get upset. And he's like, I'm not asking you to fix it. I'm just venting to you. Mm. But it's a huge communication piece where if I would ask that question, mm-hmm. it would make it go so mm-hmm. much better. So I will use that. Yeah. Even the space exactly. time, because I think a lot of times if you don't ask for space and you keep going, that's when conflict and the blow ups can happen because yep. you, that person just needs the space at that time. And if yeah. they don't have it, then it's just not a good thing. Exactly. Place. So, so we, yeah, uh, we're uh, certified with the, the Gottman Institute. And they are like the experts in the world on marriage. And so we've done workshops with them and mm-hmm. we've uh, read some of their books. And um, one of the things they talk about in there is that the brain actually can't comprehend when it's past, I think it's 90 BPM. So if you're, if you're, if you're, like heavy breathing or you're getting worked up, like 90 BPM is not hard to get to. You could get on that at a walk, at a brisk walk. Mm -hmm. So if you're at that or higher, right, you cannot hear what's coming through anyways. So you might as well take space. Like literally you can't hear. This Mm -hmm. is a physiological thing, not not something that's a personal thing. So it's not personal that I don't want to listen. It's that like I can't if I'm that worked up and I'm over at 90 is like so low. I remember being shocked. When I saw that, I was like, that's not high at all. So you should take space and be comfortable ah, taking space. Yeah. Now, I will say that like I, she brought up that I was the one that wanted to talk about stuff. And I was like, well, what's going on? It was hard for me to like give space because I was like, no, I want to talk about this. Let's talk about that's our me. feelings, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then you can push too hard on that end. And if the other person needs space, then like I said before, it's just 
not good. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So being able to honor where you're at, right? And then I think the, another aspect too that um, we, okay, to tie back to what you mentioned about the masculine, right? Like recognize that we all have feminine and masculine qualities, mm-hmm. right? Regardless of your gender, mm-hmm. gender identity, whatever it is, and recognizing that in this pos- in this space that you're at, um, how how am I showing up? Because there's absolutely times, especially when I was in the gym space, that I was more in my masculine. And yeah, I didn't want to talk about feelings, <laughs> right? And being able to recognize how that was impacting us too. And so it was actually not, you know, impacting us, but also recognizing how that was impacting me individually. Now, on the other side, okay. recognizing, you know, the ebb and flow that we as women experience on a on a monthly cycle right I didn't realize like let's talk about that part one one thing you know he's always been very um compassionate as far as like when I was on my period if I asked him to go buy tampons or or you know pads whatever it was he'd go do the thing super sweet when I know other right I know you know I've had a Right. I know my, one of my girlfriends and she was like, oh my gosh, my, my husband won't even let me like ask him for that. He's like, he gets creeped out. And I'm like, you know, but now that's one level. We've gotten to the point where now he's actually more in tune and aware of as I'm learning about the phases of my cycle and how that impacts our communication as well. Because that's another layer that we sometimes Mm -hmm. forget about. There's times when we're more likely to be, you know, just a bit more level headed, clear headed, and able to handle some more uh, intense conversations, I guess, if you will, versus other periods where you're just like, let's just not even go there right now. Let's save it for this other time when we're better equipped to deal with these things. Yeah. 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 That is, you almost need like a calendar. You almost need like a calendar on your fridge that says this is not the time to have a fight. As a woman, like we <laughs> should just shut it down, right? Like co- color coded, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you oh know, if, if you're yeah. into the whole esoteric space as well, and you follow the moon cycle, I literally looked yeah. up why do we keep having arguments on the full moon? Look it up. Relationship arguments on the full moon are absolutely a thing. Yeah. So now we're like, ah, nope, that's not yeah. something we're gonna go. We're not going there. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Now, Eric, how did you become, I know you put a lot of work in obviously yourself, but it's not typical, unfortunately, for men to be in touch with those things and the feelings and the communication. So how were you always like that? Or do you have sisters? Is your mom great? Like, how did you as a man get to that point? So I grew up with my grandma. Um, I was, uh, okay. removed from my, my, my mom, my mom's care when I was two and I was placed with my grandma. Um, she's a pretty emotional person. I'm an emotional person. And so I had to mm-hmm. learn to, to be able to handle them. And, um, it took years. I mean, like, I feel like every time I feel like I get a grip on it, then like something happens and I'm like, I don't have a grip on this at all, <laughs> you know? And so mm-hmm. I had to put a lot of effort in a lot of effort. And, um, 
Yeah. I think that the biggest thing for this is for people, but also I tell this to a lot of men is like, you can only meet other people at the level that you know yourself. That's it. And so I wanted to connect with other people. So I had to connect with myself and I had to go deeper into me to be able to connect with other people. Um, I also, because I grew up with my grandma, I always felt like I was a little more in touch with with my feminine side than my masculine because everything for me masculine was what I was visually seeing with other people and I didn't have a lot of male role models right versus I was always around a lot of women mm-hmm. um and most of them were older like my grandma I believe was 50 53 or something like that and so all the people she brought me around were other people in her age range and it was a lot of other women. And so I was constantly around older women. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, opening doors saying, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Things like that. So for me, you know, yeah. it wasn't a big shift for me when I got older. It really wasn't at all. And having said that, I know that for some men, it's a massive shift, like massive, huge. And right. um, so having mm-hmm. some, having some empathy as well with some dudes, but also like pushing pushing too. I also really enjoy now too talking to other guys who would like to be in relationships and they see me and her and they're like, well, you like, Mm -hmm. like you act in a particular way. I'm like, well, I act in this way because I want to be a role model to other men, but also to other people in relationships that like this can work. Cause I feel like there's a little bit of a, dare I say a, a little bit of an attack on relationships, um, marriage in particular, gets gets talked down on quite a bit and i feel like we don't have uh-huh. to give up i don't have to give up who i am i in fact i shouldn't give up who i am mm-hmm. at any point in a relationship neither should she mm-hmm. i don't want her to at all i love her the way she is and she loves me the way i am and so that means we can grow together from that um now like to get back to what she was talking about with like cycles that i had to just like do on my own cuz i was like i got to figure this out <laughs> I got to figure this out right now because I'm not trying to get into fights either. I'm not trying to get into it at that level, you know? And so that actually helped me a lot to get to the point too, where I'm like, okay, this is the time period of the month where like, we're going to go outside. We're going to go do stuff. We're going to go on a hike. Right. What's that funny little meme we saw that one time or that was like at this time of the month, they're like, I want to go for a hike. And then the opposite side, it's like, I don't even like going outside. Why would you want me to go on a hike with you? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. And so I it's helped me too to be like, okay, this is just like this is a normal part of it. And like, that's okay. I can support that and get behind it. I think most men would, too, would be totally game for it. Uh, There's just a little bit of a stigma. Where people can be like weird about it, right. but for me, it's uh, it's a beautiful part of your existence as women. Why would I, what? There's nothing for me to be afraid of. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing for you guys. It's how life works. Mm. Yeah, and, it's so um, natural. Like it, yeah, it gets awesome. very taboo, but it's a natural mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but because it's so taboo, I don't think it's talked about much. Right. Like I don't think people take into consideration the phases of their cycle. And now it's becoming a little more talked about, I think. But I had never heard of it within the last couple of years. But it's so important and so crucial. So I'm glad that more light is being brought to that because it is really important. Yeah. Yeah. On on so many different levels, right? It affects your like productivity at work, your relationships with others. Your sleep, your mood, yeah, just everything. Yeah, yeah. So for me, that goes back to what I said earlier, which is be interested. Be interested in your partner. 
you know yeah. like mm-hmm. i'm interested in what her experience like so first off too yeah. like life is a crazy thing guys like we're on a floating rock right now talking through the internet while we're just like floating through space right now, it's a crazy thing all on its own, right? Like my experience of life is crazy and her little experience of life is crazy too. So like, why wouldn't I be interested? Like, are we seeing the same thing here? Like, I feel yeah. like kind of, but maybe not. This is what soft yeah. comes in because I'm like, I'm not sure, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> I think and also the other part yeah. too, in particular with relationships <clears throat> that sometimes we forget is like, just writing off that part like life is wild for the individual and now you're ex- you're doing this together like there are times where i'm like oh my god mm-hmm. i'm going through it how are you are you good like yeah you know like there's so much that you know we are absolutely blessed and grateful to be going through this life together and i know that not everyone has a relationship that they feel really good in, but what we Mm -hmm. would like to be able to come on and share is like, there were aspects of our relationship where we were not very close, where we were together, but we were not really like even interested in each other, you know? And I know there's a lot of people that are like together, they stay together because of the amount of time that they've been together. It's like, it's expected at this point. Right. And, and it's like, Mm -hmm. you individually deserve to have a happy healthy thriving life and i want that for you right. you know and and if i'm being a burden i i don't want to carry you around and and you know yeah. have that have that dull your life like no what if we both get to experience a vibrant life together and not every day is going to be super whoo we're excited about you know all of the things but to know that there's someone who cares about you like that helps you get through those those rougher days you know and just being able to say hey yeah I'm going through it and I need some space today but I like you know there's times where where I'm like I I still need some touch you know (laughs) and so I'll just be like here just Mm -hmm. uh, for reference if you're listening I'm literally just a finger to the shoulder like here you know I'm here with you and I need some space you know right yeah yeah this was awesome though super helpful yeah yeah. So we really appreciate you guys coming on um, and just sharing this with us. And um, we'll connect with you and get all your links to like Instagram and social media and how people can Coaching. connect with you, especially if they want relationship advice or um, some women want to send their husbands to come talk yeah, to you. Yeah, for sure. Later. Yeah. So do you do couples together and then you do like <laughs> women individually, men individually as well? It doesn't always have to be mm-hmm. couples or? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. There's there's times too mm-hmm. where like she works with guys and I, I work with women because sometimes that's what they need. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Cool. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I will say just yeah, even cool. because yeah, you do cool. have yeah. the, the, the space and, you know, the, the women, I've absolutely loved getting to hear the way that he interacts with other women because I know that it get it shows them that there is a sense of safety that you can have around the masculine, around right. and, and being able to open up those types of conversations, you know? And so, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's continuously evolving the way that we interact with each other as well as with clients. Um, but we are both very grateful to have had this awesome conversation and how it continues developed and got to where we're at now um so thank you for having us both on today 
Yes, of course. And thank you for coming. And like Lindsay said, we'll link all of your things below, your social medias and everything so that people can find you guys. But we really appreciate it. And we hope you ladies enjoyed it. And we'll catch you next time. See ya.